Welcome to another screencast from the Oxford International Centre for Publishing Studies at Oxford Brookes University. This screencast was recorded on Wednesday 8th of February 2017 and features Colin Goodlad, the Senior Product Manager from Pearson Education. The talk is introduced by Nicola Timbrell. Good afternoon everyone. It's afternoon now. Um, thank you all for coming. Um, I would like to introduce Colin Goodlad from Pearson. Now Colin's going to um, tell us about the things that he does at Pearson um, and also uh, demonstrate a couple of his products that you're working yeah, sure, on at the yeah. moment. Is it yeah. two or one? Or? Uh, well, I'm just going to show the one. One, one, okay. So over to you, Colin. Please let, let us know okay. what, Thank what you. your job title is and all of that. Uh, so my name is Colin Kidlad. I'm a senior product manager for uh, Pearson. I work in the UK schools division. So I'm just going to talk about some of the things I'm working on and um, some things we think about when we're launching a new product. Um, and I also want to talk about um, how we kind of identify changes in the market and then how that manifests itself in some of the changes and things we think about when we're doing a new product. So gonna get, I'm going to have to give a little bit of background to the product or it's not going to make a lot of sense. Um, uh, as if, who here has been through the UK educational system? Okay, so you guys will know this one, but not everybody. And if I don't explain it, it's not going um, to make sense. So GCSE, General Certificate of Secondary Education, is a compulsory qualification taken by all students in England and Wales at the age of 16. And they take a range of subjects, uh, 8, 9, 10, uh, but there are some of those subjects are compulsory, including English, maths, and the one I'm going to talk about is science. Now, a lot of educational publishing, schools publishing, uh, tends to be about creating big courses for these qualifications. Uh, so normally what happens every now and again, every five, every now and again there's a change of government, every now and again there's a new education sector comes in. Um, a lot of this was driven by Michael Gove, there's a lot of new ideas about education, wanting to change the way qualifications happen. That means they scrap the old system, they bring in a new type of qualification. Sometimes they change the name, sometimes obviously we went for O-levels, GCC in the UK. Uh, sometimes it changes a bit more subtle, but usually at that point, educational publishers will um, create a new course for that qualification. Now, um, in the UK we have, slight, we have a slightly odd system around examinations. So schools can choose from a number of different examining boards who they take the qualification with. Now, these examining boards are very heavily regulated by the government, and so there's a limit to what they can do differently from each other. But these um, typically used to come from, uh, they came out of universities and charities and things, but they've kind of evolved into these big organisations. Uh, the main ones are OCR, AQA and Edexcel. Now Edexcel is actually owned by Pearson, the, um, uh, the publisher. So therefore, um, a lot of what Pearson wants to do is grow its qualification market share. And one of the ways it grows the market share um, is to differentiate itself, because obviously we can't make the exams easier because we'll get, um, uh, we'll get
get our license taken away from us, it's very heavily regulated. But one of the things the examining bodies do to compete is the quality of their support, and that includes the published resources. So it's a really important factor. What I do is I work on the published resources for LXR qualification. And what we're trying to do is make those resources better than, so much better than the ones for AQA that people will that choose, hopefully, LXL. Um, so I'm responsible and accountable for the actual product itself, for all of the support that comes around it. I'm responsible for the budget that people want to spend, responsible for the profitability of it, and, and the general customer proposition that comes out of it. So I'm going to go through some of the things we had to think about when we were doing that new edition. So uh, there will be new GCSEs in science and they will be examined in 2018 in the summer. However, GCSE, as you will know if you uh, went to school in England, uh, they take about two years, sometimes three years, to, um, to teach. So therefore the first teaching of it has been last September. And in some cases it's, they started teaching in September 2015. Some of the new features that were introduced by the government in GCSE that we've had to think about well, they replaced the grades. So at, previously, the top grade you could get in GCSE was A star. Then you went to A, then B, C, D, E, F, G was the lowest grade you could get. This has been replaced, instead of letters, we now have numbers. And it goes from 9 to 8, 7, 6, 12, 4, 3, 2, 1. But A star is not 9, and A is not 8. It's so a, 9 is actually harder than A star. 8 is a combination between A and A star, 7 is about A, then it kind of goes down to about, I think uh, C is about 5, D is 4 I think, D is about 3, um, and actually so the whole way it maps is really strange. What that means is it's very hard for teachers to figure out where a student is, what kind of grade they're going to get. And that's important because if the student doesn't get the grade they're meant to get, uh, schools, uh, it now gets published in this uh, league tables, and these are incredibly important performance measures, and they're very important for teachers' jobs, they're very important for whether the school subsequently gets uh, taken over and the head teacher gets sacked. If it goes wrong, the head teacher will get sacked, replaced. If it goes well, the head teacher gets a knighthood. So it's quite high stakes for everybody. Um, so it's quite high stakes, and teachers are really worried about that. Interestingly, um, there used to be coursework for GCSEs. So there used to be part of it, science, they would do some experiments, write them up, and they submit them, they get them up for coursework. Um, probably one of the problems that came out of this one, and I won't uh, beat around the bush, is that people cheated. Um, so they tried to have this thing called controlled assessment, which was a, a bit more regulated, but again, people still cheated. So what they've done is they've got rid of it, but what they've said is there's a number of experiments you have to do, you have to do the experiment. And then we're going to ask you some questions about it in the exam. So um, that's so again, that's a key factor that people were thinking about in the new qualification. Um, for reasons that um, so that, so they wanted to introduce um, so they wanted to make GCSE science a lot more rigorous. There's a lot of concern that in the UK we had a, quite a nice qualification. It was all about thinking about ethics and thinking about you know is is cloning good bad was you know and there's a lot. Of, discussion. Um, the government got rid of all that, they just wanted this hard science. Uh, they were very worried about um, relative performance of 
English uh, science students relative to the ones in Singapore, one in Japan, and Denmark, and there's a lot of concern about how we're doing relative to countries and what that might mean for the UK's economic performance going forward. So again, and part of that, they introduced a lot more maths. There's a lot more rigorous maths now in the uh, GCCs. In particular, there's a focus on physics equations, and um, particularly for reasons that, that make no sense, they decided that students had to memorise about 15 physics equations because in life you often have to remember uh, an equation. So it done, didn't really, don't really know why, but they just decided that students had to memorise those equations for the exam. So again, that's, uh, there's a great emphasis, that's something to think about. Um, and again, there's a lot to cram into the GCSE, a lot to get through in two years. Teachers were very worried about it. And they were knew it was coming, and in September 2015, they started going, do you know what, we want to start going now. We want to give it, we, want to, we need three years to get through this, this monster. The problem is that that's actually uh, why traditionally publishers tend to come out the spring before the first teaching in the autumn. But they want, and that's often a bit of a hairy, uh, uh, hairy time for us trying to get that out, but they wanted it way back, like eight months earlier than we even we'd hoped, because they wanted to actually start teaching. So again, that was a key factor, something we had to think about. Um, so I'm going to show the product, and I'm going to try and pick up on uh, some of the things, some of how those things manifest itself in the product. So this is the product, this is the book, um, uh, but what often happens, it's quite common in schools publishing, is that you have a printed version, then you have a digital version, and the digital version has lots of extra features and lots of extra functionality. Um, so, so we've got the book on screen. And um, and on the screen there are these various hotspots, and these hotspots um, uh, have different resources. In some cases, they've got uh, some worksheets. Um, in some cases, they've got things like animations. I'll very um, uh, briefly show the thing to you. Click on the first button on the scale to see some objects that are visible to the naked eye. So this is the first lesson in a science class. They go through the idea of a, mag of a microphone, of a microscope, the idea of scale. So they, this animation goes through, focus on the pin, <coughs> so students can get a sense of a pin, a sense of a, uh, a salt crystal, the size of an amoeba compared to a pinhead. Um, then increasingly then scrolls into the width of a hair, a human cell cheek. They keep zooming on each one and then the students can increasingly get the idea of a sense of scale. So that's just the sort of thing you add. Um, the one thing uh, also you can do is you zoom in and uh, you can show the there's a question, there's a teacher using the question, and then you can uh, reveal and hide the answer. And the thing I wanted to, to mention was this fifth and seventh on the other side. So we talked a lot about the need for, for um, 
uh, teachers to understand the demand of this new grading system. Um, what what did what did the grade seven really mean? What how are my students going to get to that one? So what would make real sense you would think is to put here grade five and that's grade seven. Then teachers would really understand it. Um, there's one problem with that. We don't know what grade five is either. Um, we don't know what grade seven is either because until the exams are sat and there's a whole cohort going through, um, uh, we can't really tell. And we could make it up, but then we'd get in trouble because we're also an awarding body. And if we've said somebody's kind of on track for a grade seven and then they get a grade five, um, that's going to that's gonna cause a lot of uh, reputational damage to the awarding body in a very heavily regulated environment uh, where parents are very concerned about these things where there's a lot of media scrutiny and we can get, we could get, uh, there could be a lot of bad publicity. So, and and, and um, genuinely we can't really say, so, but we needed to, um, but we, we had this customer need where they needed to understand their progression through uh, from uh, age 11 to age 16 and whether they were on track. What we came up with was this idea called a Pearson scale, where we had this idea of 12 steps and you made, you came in at a certain step at age 11, then you made one step per year progress. If you made that, you were on track, then that the uh, year, and that when you're 16, that's kind of what you are, and then we say it's roughly that sort of grade. So these but we kind of gave ourselves a bit of wriggle room so we could change it later. So that's kind of why we've come up with this uh, Pearson scale rather than just putting the grades on. A lot of people understood it, but a lot of people also get confused because there's 12 steps and yet there's nine uh, grades. So, but again, that was something we did and we spent a lot of time thinking about how can we, how can we match a customer need by, uh, through a product feature. And so all on the printed book, you'll see it's all the way through. So that sort of thinking that went um, behind that. Um, so we'll talk about this. So this is a different page in the book. So this is talking about the core practicals. So in this, uh, so this is about, this is just uh, practical um, students will have to do and if you scroll in you've got a short version of the method. So interesting actually in a science lab they won't use, they won't sit with the equipment, the potato peeler and all the uh, chemicals um, and with the book open just for the simple reason that um, they've spent a lot of money on this book school and if it gets set fire to then they don't really want that. So what they tend, what they will do is they will print out this, which is a worksheet, which has more detail on it and kind of goes through and has a and uh, has a way of them taking that, going through the um, uh, experiment. So that practical. Um, then what we've done on the right hand side of the page is we've had lots and lots of exam style questions. So these are the new questions, the new types of questions about that core practical that they wouldn't have, um, uh, that, that, they, that, they, that they've never had in the previous exam. 
So the game, so, and it's giving them lots and lots of practice of answering questions similar to how they get an exam on the core practicals. And these spreads are wherever there's a core practical. So it's a new type of spread we've put in there, a new feature. So again, it's a new product feature we've added in order, a way we've changed the book from before in order to meet a new customer need. Um, So again, on, uh, so we talked about the physics equations uh, and the level of maths. So one of the things we did is that we actually, the way in which maths is taught um, in maths and the way maths is taught in science is actually quite different, quite confusing for students uh, because the people talk about things in different ways. And so therefore, it actually found it quite, um, uh, there's a lot of, Difficulty um, in in there's a lot of difficult students found the maths and science really really difficult even though the maths itself wasn't that difficult but just because the teachers kept talking about it a different way we worked with numeracy experts we worked with math teachers who reviewed everything we did <coughs> to align it as much as we could with the more with the more simpler explanations with the more up to date less confusing the best practice in maths to explain the maths in the more in the most simple way possible, using all the same terminology and tweaks that they'll have learned in their math lesson. And so this is one of the physics equations, and it's uh, and then it's just solving it, so that's a work example. But another thing we wanted to do, we felt that actually they need um, it's really hard to, to solve an equation to do it in maths from first principles under exam conditions. And what they tend to do in maths, which they didn't really do in science, was they just practiced the same equation over and over and over again until the students became like little calculators. Uh, you get used to moving and manipulating the question. So actually, so another feature we did was these worksheets, which just have lots of extra um, uh, practice. It's the same sort of question over and over again, but they just get used to solving the equations. So it builds confidence, builds fluency builds mastery, and then puts them in a better position to tackle the exam. And the bit up, the, the dotted line at the end is because students have to memorise this, so the teachers had the, had the uh, uh, opportunity to either include the equation with the answer or and the equation triangle would help students solve it, uh, or they could use the guillotine and slice it off. So, so we kind of gave, so teachers have the flexibility whether they think they seem to memorise that equation or not. Um, so the other thing that's interesting about it is not so much the product itself, but actually how we launched it. So traditionally, you what tends to happen in uh, publishing is that you work, you commission a book, you figure all this stuff out, you wait for the author to write it, the author's then a bit late, you then scramble around trying to get out that critical spring window. You tend to get the book out, then the digital bit tends to follow a bit later and you just hope that it's not so late that people are completely not fed up with you. So, um, but as a result, but if we'd have done that, we'd have been a year later than people really wanted it. So what we did is that we 
started doing the position, we did a bit of it. We did about a term of it. And normally you wait until you've got most of the course, you kind of got the whole thing there um, to sell it. So a bit, like, um, a bit like a book. You can't publish a book until the whole thing is ready and then you print it. But the online world is different. You don't have to wait until you've finished everything you can just put it up and that's the thing we realised. So we got the first term out and it was a bit difficult to sell. How do you sell a bit of a course? We actually said we don't sell it, we just gave it away free. Uh, so people could do the first term, they had the first term of course and they use it for free. Then we got to the second term, we still, we had the second term ready but not the whole course. So then we gave the second term away free. And then the third one, um, uh, we had it ready, but actually, said, we, you've got to charge this point. We're not going to have it actually ready still, but actually, if you still want to carry on using it, you're going to have to pay at this point. As I kept saying to the sales team, term three is not free. So, and actually, it did, and actually, one it, the effect was that this was really welcomed by our competitors, AQA and OCR, had nothing available in that first critical year nine period. So, we had stuff out there, we had people using it. Um, sometimes in publishing we talk about evaluation experience. Can we teachers evaluate it? Actually, I sort of said, let's not worry about evaluation, let's just have them using it and then we'll, um, and then let's worry about selling to them later. Um, it, the best form of evaluation is to actually use it. So, those are, um, so those are just a few, those are hundreds and hundreds of features and so on. Those are a couple of features that we, Things we did differently to, um, in response to a different qualification, changes in changes in market need, and how and uh, and uh, what we had to do in order to respond to that. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Colin, for coming in. Thank you.